when i came as a foreign exchange student through rotary international in 2012 for my 12th grade i was 16 years old and i was going and staying with three host families all american strangers basically starting a second life for myself and that year i was like a celebrity for them you know i was like an indian exchange student they had so many questions i got so many opportunities it was truly truly amazing year welcome to meet the mentor podcast this show is dedicated to helping international students around the world overcome their unique challenges and build the right job skills to help them land their dream jobs i am coach kwan founder of icaa i am an experienced human capital consultant and a career coach for international students my goal was to come back to study here because you know my parents i wanted to do something more for myself have more opportunities and have a successful career and also do something nice for my family and i was also following my brother's lead really he did the same thing he went on an exchange program and then came to njit and did the degree and i said okay i got this i can do it many exchange students have bigger dreams of coming back to the us as an international student on f1 visa However, in reality, this journey can be overwhelming and challenging. Let's hear from Hapunit Kaur how she thrived during her life transitions as an international student in the US. When I came to NGIT after my one year of exchange, I thought it would be just like exchange and it was nothing as compared to that. First of all like and New Jersey is very different than Kansas where I was earlier I was not only one Indian I was among so many of Indians you know and then I started my degree as a computer engineering major and it was I had no guidance on how many courses to take I thought okay I'm going to take all the courses that I can I didn't know I could drop any just like that it was just a lot of things that didn't work for me in the beginning i didn't have any friends i just felt very lonely when i first came here to a certain extent that i felt like i'm going into depression and i would talk to my other friend who was also an international student we would text each other and she was going through the same thing and then i pushed her and myself like let's go and get some help from the counseling center um at NJIT and she didn't end up going she was like i can't do this but i realized i need to go and i need to do this for myself i went i asked for help i had a couple of sessions it helped me realize that they really helped me get out of it and start working towards bettering myself I realized okay computer engineering is not for me even though I was not taking any core classes I went in I changed my major for the second semester and I called home and told them I changed my major and all my mom asked me was will you be able to get a job with business degree and I said yes I will and that's it I had no knowledge of business in India I had taken all science courses after coming here also i was taking physics chemistry and math 
because I was like, I want to be an engineer, just like my mm-hmm. brother. And it wasn't for me. My first year, the GPA was not great. And I was in honors college. For To be in honors college, you have to maintain a minimum of certain like, you know, GPA. And I did not have that my first semester. And then that was also another thing that what is going to happen? Am, am I going to lose my scholarship? What will happen? I just made the switch once I went into finance or business in general. When I started doing business, I loved it. From the first class that I took, I just loved it. I loved how like, you know, you learn about so many different cases, so many different companies, how they operate, the strategy, all that it was just very intriguing to me. And right after my freshman year, I got an internship as business development marketing intern. I went into career fair without a resume, knowing for a fact I'm not getting a job because I'm international and I'm a freshman. Nobody's going to give me a job or an internship. I, I met someone there. I, I only went to talk to two companies. I talked to Satnam Data Systems. She asked me for my resume and I said, I don't have any. And I asked for her card and we connected and I sent her my resume. They called me in for an interview. It was two and a half half hour away, one way for me to commute. Mm -hmm. And when I went, I walked from train station to the um, office and it was raining and they looked at me and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yes, because I knew that I need to have experience early on I need to do this now so that I can have more opportunities in future I didn't get paid enough to pay my co-op tuition because I had to take it as a course but I wanted to do it for my experience to build start building my experience and that's how I got my first internship Mm -hmm. and the first day I went on job it was a part-time job earlier and they told me do you want to work full-time? And I was like, sure. So every day I would commute five hours both ways just to, you know, uh, get the experience that I wanted in the first year. Mm-hmm. Then it definitely was something that gave me a stepping stone to move forward. Most of the companies said they do not sponsor. And I went to career fairs. There's nothing for international students really they would the first question they would ask if you're standing in a line for a long time you get to them after half an hour and they would ask you do you need sponsorship Mm -hmm. and you say yes and they're like sorry we don't sponsor and it just was so nerve-wracking the whole experience was so nerve-wracking but I feel the opportunities that I've gotten in addition that you see on my resume basically helped me to reach where I am right now. And I still think that I'm just getting started with my career and still like getting started to do more and more for the community. But yeah, there's a lot that you go through if you're an international student. So you have to really, really work super extra hard to make it. Yes. Yeah, it sounds pretty unfair, but it's the fact, right? It is. Mm-hmm. And do you find the result rewarding when you work super hard? 
harder yes. than other candidates. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the experience that I have, like things that I've gotten, any time that things happen to me earlier, I used to get so sad and I would doubt myself. Like it's me, you know. I am the one who's not able to do it. Everybody else is getting job. I'm not getting a job. Everybody is doing such great internships. I'm not doing great internships. All that. And now, after so many ups and downs, I have realized that it just—it still bothers me to some extent, but I don't let it get to me as much as it happened earlier. That's you know? so great. So I think the way I think has changed so much because of that. That is the great word. The way you think, you become more realistic and more patient. Absolutely, and you That's have to great. give yourself like some. You know, credit that you have made it until this far, and things will Love get that. fine. You know, Absolutely. that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Admire your achievement first before making other people see that achievement. Absolutely. I love that very much. Can we come back to your time at mm-hmm. your undergrad school mm-hmm. uh, in JIT when you went to the counseling center? You learned something from them. Not all students have access to those amazing resources. Mm-hmm. If they don't have access to those types of resources at school, can you share a little bit of the tips that you got from the counseling center that you think other students can use and help them during this stressful time that we are experiencing at this point? Absolutely. So when I went for counseling center to counseling center to talk about my Um, experiences what I'm going through. Talk about my feelings. They let me share it. I knew that I'm not being judged. It's all confidential. Nothing I say here will be talked about to anybody. So I felt like okay, this is a very safe place. And it's unfortunate that other students don't get that in some schools because it's just a lot that an international student or a student in general goes through. So you know, for me, what really helped me is they encouraged me to talk about my feelings with my brother because at that time I was living with him. I would not tell him how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and I was being very careless at home. I would leave my keys at home. Um, you know, I would leave my wallet at school. So I would uh, just because I was so like sad and like it, just not doing well mentally. That I would just not take care of myself, or I would just cry in the middle of night, not being able to sleep. So they encouraged me that you are with your brother; he's your biggest support. Talk to him, and I felt okay. Then I started talking. So you need to find someone you can confide in, mm-hmm. you know, and so that you are able to say whatever. And then. Sometimes it's okay for the other person to not give you an advice on how you can fix it. Sometimes they just need to be the ear to hear everything that you feel and right. let you know that your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. They're not invalid because everybody goes through something, mm-hmm. one way or or the other. And my brother, all he said was, "Why didn't you tell me earlier?" And mm-hmm. I was just so afraid that I don't want to put pressure on him or I don't want them, him to think I'm crazy. You know. So find someone that you confide in and talk about it. If there's no shame of coming up and saying that I'm struggling, mm-hmm. and 
write your feelings out i would write letters or i would go to the bathroom and talk it look in the mirror and talk it out i would stand and cry there but at least it's out of the system that's great you know it's out of the system it helps me like realign my mind and okay this is out now i, I have to look for what else can i do now yes you know and i think the last thing i would say is the willingness to take a step the biggest thing is to identify that you need help mm-hmm. and asking for help and then uh, after asking for help following through to keep yourself sane you know we even like if you think about it at work also everybody has imposter syndrome and what not right all those feelings are valid so you just need to internalize and think about it on how you can move forward and not let it get in your way to reach wherever you want to especially all of us here as an international student mm-hmm. or immigrant we feel less than others and we try Absolutely. we always compare ourselves we mm-hmm. not be able to speak sports like american we cannot speak with the american accent <laughs> i don't speak fast you know i feel um different right yeah. and yeah. yeah it's those kind of imposter syndrome is really destroys our confidence absolutely and even the culture like i've seen some people they just look at you differently just because they're international you don't as you said about the accent you say like things differently than them they think they're superior to you yes you know so it crushes your wrong yeah it crushes Not your confidence confidence right. you know right mm-hmm. right so um okay try to find someone that you can confide in be able to express what you feel right feel mm-hmm. that you're in the safe place or write something right take the step and realize that you need help you don't to cover it up yeah yes yes and student who are listening to us actually you can also reach out to icaa as well when you go to our website icaa.com there will be the contact information and if you experience anything that you cannot talk to anyone I'll find our contact information right there and you can write me a letter we can even post your story you know uh, anonymously uh, in our blog as well to let the schools know let the world know that they have to treat international students differently absolutely if you don't feel that uh, you you are being treated fairly at this point mm-hmm. this is this is amazing thank you so much for sharing all of this experience with us well let's jump forward so you got that first internship at the beginning they offered a full time position right uh you mean at the co-op mm-hmm. the co-op uh, the part time yeah they gave me a part time position mm-hmm. and yeah. did they offer like a, a full time as well after that the, from co-op yeah so okay. the first the first um day that, that i went in my manager was training me yes and i was i have been a quick learner mm-hmm. so i he saw the way i was working and he was like do you want to come every day mm-hmm. into the office can we hire him hire her for the f- full time yeah he went and asked his manager who was the founder of the company right. and right. he said sure and the next day i just went back so it was never part time for me 
I just awesome. went back for full time. Awesome. So that time of your life, your feeling must be like in a high side, yeah. right? Yeah. But then what happened after that? So I worked there for the whole summer of 2015 after my freshman year, and then they told me that they want me to work for the semester as well. Mm-hmm. But I, since I was taking full time classes, I couldn't go in. So I had to first reduce my hours because being an international student, you can only mm-hmm. work 20 hours yeah. in a week. So I reduced my hours, and I would work in between my classes, do the work, whatever I could, and I worked there until December. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a great opportunity to learn how exactly you know the real world is, because my manager believed in so much in me that he took me for. Uh, different meetings for partnership or business stuff meetings, so I traveled with him as well. So it really gave me an exposure on how real world is. That is amazing. Can you share some tips with the students who are listening to us right now? Because not so many students have some hands-on professional work experience, mm-hmm. and some may not know how to impress American employers when they get a chance to, you know, start working for. Um, the companies. Can you share some tips how you turned your supervisor into a mentor and someone that who believe in your capability? Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is work ethic. Mm-hmm. That plays you have to, and I feel like international students in general leaving everything behind and coming to a different country just to get an education. Mm-hmm. It takes guts. They're not coming here just to mess around. Or just to be in different country because it takes, you know, effort and money as well. You know, absolutely. So having a strong work ethic is very important. Also, believing in yourself, confidence is very important. Like If you do not believe that you can get that job and you don't put any effort in that, then you won't. And the way my manager trusted me in taking the calls. Or teaching the webinar on the webinar to the employees, or going to the partnership meetings with him, it was all because I showed him that I'm capable of doing this. And even though it was just after my freshman year, he told my co-op advisor when she came to visit to get how I'm doing. He said if she was graduating, he would have hired her because I wanted to give it all. One because they were also paying me. It was my first job. And second, I just felt that if I don't do a good job, I won't, my grade would be affected as well. Mm-hmm. But what am I here for? I'm here to study and also get a job eventually. So if my stepping stone is not good enough, how am I going to move forward? You know, because if you think about it, the internships that you work at, they are going to be your references for your future jobs. Absolutely. So if you don't do a good job there, you won't get a good reference. So you have to, you know, the way you work, the way you present yourself, your zeal to do better and better every day—that mm-hmm. matters a lot. Okay. And during this, your first internship, did they assign you something that you never done before? Did you get to work on something like very new to you? I think everything was very new to me. I like because, that because yeah, I have not, and I have not like you know I had not been in a 
position where I was working in a real world or working mm-hmm. with a client directly or training a team which sat in India at that time um, on different functionalities that the software worked on. Mm-hmm. So I would take the webinars here and then teach them, mm-hmm. you know. So everything was very new to me. And honestly, I didn't even know much about the role before going in. Mm-hmm. because i didn't there was no like job description beforehand mm-hmm. when i went on for the interview they assumed i don't know anything because i was a freshman right so that's why like everything was super new to me i had no idea how did you tackle that again i just knew that this is the way that will pave for future for me mm-hmm. so I was open to learning. My manager was very open to teaching. So I think you get lucky if you have a great manager and who are willing to put effort in your success. So he was very willing to teach me. I was very willing to learn. And whatever he taught me, I would take good notes. I would research on my own time, whatever I didn't know. And then I would go back the next day and be able to you know, answer the questions, it was just tremendous perfect perfect because me you know as the founder of my own company i also worked with lots of interns as well and i i have seen the the star you know someone who's can be categorized as a star mm-hmm. and also someone who's struggling in the in the role as an intern because Absolutely. not all entry level candidates can tackle the situation where they they got assigned to do some job that they never have any experience mm-hmm. and i love the word and i love when you share that you did some research mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. important you did some research and in, in the next day you went to see your supervisor and share your findings with with him mm-hmm. it was amazing yeah mm-hmm. great great well um can you please share with us, you know, a few obstacles after that? Because at that time you were close to graduation. Then what happened after that? So when I was close to graduation, so I'll share a story with mm-hmm. you about my last internship that I got at the Investors Exchange. And that was also through, I got to a shadow day. I went in talked to you know other people who came there students from different schools I was the only one from NJIT and then different employees came in and talked to us about how they came to IEX and what it took to find you know the whole uh, what how they came into IEX and what they do at IEX you know and then COO CEO also came and shared how they founded the stock exchange. And I was very, very uh, motivated to hear COO's um, story. And when I went back to school, I asked the executive director of development and I said, can we have him come uh, to the school? And he said, sure. And I said, okay, let me reach out. I emailed him, he didn't respond. Then I reached out to him on LinkedIn and because I thought he was very, very, 
I saw that he is very active on LinkedIn and he hasn't responded to my email in two weeks. I reached out to him on LinkedIn and asked him if he was interested to coming to NJIT and sharing his story. And he said, yes. And everybody went crazy. I was a celebrity for that whole week because they all felt like, okay, somebody important is coming. And then we started preparing for that. He was going to come and have lunch with us. And then he was going to, you know, share his story and share about the I share about IEX and how it works there. It was a very successful event. While he was leaving, he asked me if I have a job. And I said, I don't. And he said, okay, keep a keep an eye on IEX website and you know, let me know if you find something. And I said, sure. And knowing the reputation of IEX, it's a very fair, transparency motivated, you know, super amazing place to work. Hearing from him, I said, sure. Like, you know, and I was struggling to find a job because there was just not like many companies that were sponsoring visa and the kind of role that I was looking at, mm-hmm. you know? So most of the companies that I was looking at were for IT or computer science and whatnot. And they, they definitely had an upper hand, but being in business, it was just very, very hard, even though whatever I had done in school. So it just was very hard. But I looked at IEX, I found a position and I thought maybe even though I don't have relevant experience, maybe I should apply. I shot him an email saying, um, this is what I'm interested in. He said, send me a resume. Within a few minutes, he responded. I sent him my resume. He put me through the HR and I had eight rounds of interview and they asked me to do the internship there with them. So I interned with them for six months. What after that? I don't have any job after that lined up for me. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. If I don't have a job, and this was after I, I worked there three months after my graduation too. If I didn't have a job, I have to go back to India. I cannot stay. I cried. I cried so much because I was like, it's me. Why, can, why cannot I find a job? What's going on? All that. And here where, where networking comes. I have always gotten all my internships and jobs through networking. And I told you about my internship story right now. It was also through networking, even though I went through the uh, whole, you know, interview process, but still right. it was all networking. Without you arranging that event. Yeah. Right. Have yes. a target professional that you truly admired and yeah. got involved, like bring him to involve in your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, right. Right. And they wrote a success story about me being at IEX, at NGIT. That's um, amazing. You know, so I just was like, okay, all this accomplishment for what? If I'm going back to India in 60 days, I need to find a job or else I have to leave. So it was a very, very like sad or, you know, very, I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. in the beginning. I wasn't sure. And then at that time, I was also preparing. I was finishing up my research with the with Dr. Ehrlich and also, you know, preparing to give a presentation at the conference. Mm-hmm. So I was able to put hours from that 
just to be able to stay for a few extra days here while I was looking for a job in US. And I made sure all my network knows I'm looking for a job. Everybody that I have, all my friends, all my professors, everybody knows that I need a job. And then one of my friends, she reached out. She was at JP Morgan at that time. And she said, there's actually an opening in my team. Are you interested? And I was like, anything right now I will be interested in. And she said, we're actively interviewing, but we haven't made a decision yet. So I'll ask them if they like your resume, I'll get back to you. She shared my resume. They liked it. So I went into um, mm -hmm. interview. I got the job and then I started working there. Awesome. But just to reiterate, networking is definitely very, very important. So important. And you bypass all the traditional job application process because of your relationship. I, yeah. I will go beyond networking. It's not just about you sending out a message to someone to connect for one call and ask for a referral. You didn't do that. You really built relationship. Mm -hmm. And those people that already met you know, know you very well. They trust in your capabilities. Absolutely. So your friend, not afraid of, you know, she's going to make mistakes when they <laughs> hire you. She's confident in your capabilities. So she, she came to you right away, even though they were interviewing. She, will, she put out a good word about you. Yes. Right. That's the reason why you got this job. Mm -hmm. Right. But right now, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing? Sure. So right now I started Uh, working actually it's a very new job for me um, I started working at Burgess as a client service analyst um, in December of 2020 so it's just been three months um, that I've started working here and what Burgess does it's a fintech company it provides a one-stop shop analytics platform that which is called private eye mm -hmm. for the institutional private capital investors And my role is basically to learn and understand how the product works mm -hmm. and be able to assist the clients to make the most of their data mm -hmm. by using our platform and also communicating with them what we are doing from a product perspective, as well as communicate internally what our clients are experiencing with our product to make modifications. It's been a great time so mm -hmm. far culture at Burgess is that they want to uplift each other and help each other and support each other. Even though it's all virtual, they all have been very supportive and very helpful. So I'm really, really thankful for that. That's great. And congratulations on this new job. Thank you. Before we finish this uh, episode, I would love you to share a little bit on like the one thing that you would like to change or would do it differently if you could go back in time as an international student? Sure. I think if I could go back in time, I would want, I would want to you know, have my career path laid out in a way, not, that, not necessarily that this is what I want to do, but from skills perspective, what's in these days, you know, because I feel like one thing that I missed on is I didn't ask the right questions to my mentors. And I learned that over time and now I'm able to do that. But at that time, I didn't know what questions to ask. The right questions, I mean. 
So I never built a career path like this is what I want to do, and in order to do this, these are the courses I should take. I was so involved in school, which tremendously helped me. I was so involved in networking, which helped me so much. But I just feel like if I knew exactly, instead of taking one elective, I would have taken the other one. Could have helped me in my career or to build my my skill set. I would have done that in a heartbeat. So if I wish I can reverse the time back, I cannot. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely one thing I would say. Mm-hmm. So early on, know or ask people around you. Ask your advisor. Ask your mentor. What should you do to be able to be marketable? I got lucky with the opportunities. Not everybody does, and. If you don't have that skill set that's marketable, you are not gonna stand out. You won't get a job, and it's very disheartening. So, right. you know that's the biggest thing I would say. This is so good. Such a great advice. Well, anything else you wanna share before we leave? I would say the biggest thing, Juan, with you. I'm so glad to see. Especially, thank you for connecting with me. You know. Another thing, I was so glad to see that you're the work that you're doing for international students. It's so required. I wish I knew when I was in college. You know, it would have been a different career for me for sure. But I'm so glad that the work that you are doing, you know, it's so important and very needed. Very needed, especially in this time where a lot. Of companies are not willing to hire international students. I think the work you're doing is very important. I'm just curious to know. You have had such great, diverse, you know, experiences and like different careers. How did you switch, and how did you decide that you want to start ICAA? That is a really good question, and I got that questions all the time. Yeah. Right? So we can jump right into why I started. <laughs> I see a way, or should I talk about my career path? <laughs> Because if you if you look into that notes that we worked together, you can see that I have like five different career paths. You did. When <laughs> I was young, yeah, I started my first job in my 15 as a singer in Thailand. Can you believe wow. that? Yeah, <laughs> since before the world has YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that long time ago, but yeah, let's jump forward to right now. I see a way. I would say, you know, it happens uh, through the unplanned situation. It's just because when I first came here and I finally got a job at Deloitte, and it's the prestigious company that so many people wanted to get into. So, uh, as me. Uh, someone who's international, so I have like international friends out there that came here to America for their education. They also wanted to get to Deloitte too, mm-hmm. so they reached out to me and asked for help. And I just loved, you know, sharing everything that I could. Never limit, never have any secrets. Always review everything, all the <laughs> bad things, lesson learned that I did in the past. Don't repeat that mistake, <laughs> right? And um, through that experience, you know, many people got. To reach their goal, and they also uh, connect me with their friends. So we started to build a community uh, without any planned uh, strategy or anything at all. 
So through that effort, uh, it's just so rewarding to me. I see lots of people success uh, become successful through these efforts that we have been doing. So I decided to file ICOA in 2017. I came to the US in 2014, got to Deloitte, seven, uh, 2017 filed at ICOA. And at first, uh, I was still, you know, a project manager of one company. So ICOA, it was like something that I try to figure out what would be the business model and all that etc mm -hmm. but then my students also become my uh, thought partner as well they they love what I do uh, they help connect me with their schools so that collaboration between ICOA and universities and colleges around the U.S. started to happen very quickly in 2017 and to today so we are now 2021 four years old um, yeah, it just uh, happened randomly, but with the right intention. So we have always been intentional about what we are doing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I hope this answered your question. Yeah, it does. And it's such a great, you know, the cause that you thought of, like helping others. It's just truly, truly amazing. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. And, uh, you know, I will not exist if there is such an amazing person like yourself, because you, you are also the part of this empowering community. So I feel thankful and grateful for this partnership with you. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the Mentor podcast for international students. I hope that you feel inspired by Hapunit's story. Next time on Meet the Mentor. I will bring one of the mentors who I truly admire, Stephen Pei, the executive director of Ascend, the largest nonprofit pan-Asian professional network in North America. Stephen is also an IT executive in the financial services industry and an adjunct instructor at the New York University School of Professional Studies. Now, although I was very successful, I also thought about how to make other people successful. So I always had this perspective of I can't be successful by myself. And that's something that I learned uh, through some early lessons uh, at Goldman. Um, but, you know, my managers and, you know, some of the uh, my teammates, some of the people that really took me in, really educated me, not just about like the work at Goldman, but about what it took to be successful, you know, in corporate America. That's next time on Meet the Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, I would appreciate it if you could rave and review the show. It helps people find us. And if you would like to share your own story or you know someone we should bring to the show, please contact me at icaway.com. See you next time.